Hey, this is Need Be Unstoppable, and you are tuned into the Be Free Young Money and the Black Podcast. And so, like, for so frugal, it's a mindset, it's a belief that you can live within your means and still have the things that you want. Welcome, everybody. Welcome, welcome to the D-Free Podcast in the Black. My name is Chloe Francina. And I am Nia B. Unstoppable. Today, we have a very special guest. His name is Jason Vitug from Frugal, which is a financial wellness company. Jason, how are you today? I'm doing fine. Thank you so much for having me. Yes, we're so excited to have you. We remember you from our Young Money um, event, our brunch that we had back in January with the Urban League of Union County. We were really excited to have you there with Tamika, and I remember you. That was so much fun. <laughs> Thank you so book. much. It was. It was It was such a great event, and I always love going to an event where I get to speak, and I also mm-hmm. learn, and Tamika had so much knowledge. Right. Right, definitely. So, Jason, can you start off by telling us about what Frugal is? Um, How did you come up with this organization? Where did everything come from? Yeah, so Frugal is a culmination of my work experience in banking as well as my passion to help people live their best lives. And I knew the best way for us to achieve our life goals was to manage money better. I mean, most mm-hmm. of us are unable to manage, um, if we're unable to manage our money, we're unable to achieve our goals, and that impacts our well-being, our satisfaction, our happiness in life. Mm-hmm. And for me, I've had this, this financial story I share where I grew up in Elizabeth, New Jersey. I lived in seven different houses before I graduated high school. Um, my parents never talked about money with me. I was ill-prepared um, to, to manage my finances when I got into college. And when I went into college, I made even more mistakes. I, I took on over $40,000 of student loan and credit card debt. Oh, wow. And I was, I was bouncing checks because no one really uh, talked about checks because I was just swiping and swiping with that debit card. Mm-hmm. And yeah. <laughs> we talk about that, that a lot. <laughs> yeah. It, you know what's, what's so interesting is that... Um, I thought sound financial management meant the creditors would give me higher limits on the credit cards that I was getting. And that just led to more debt. But I got to a point when I started working in the banking industry, I started as a teller, worked my way up to VP of Marketing and Business Development in three years. So, I I mean, I really climbed that corporate ladder very quickly. Yeah, Um, I got experience. Yeah, three years from Teller because, you know, I I was hustling and I was making connections and making sure that I was improving my skills. So not only was I doing the work of the Teller, I was speaking with the the folks that were opening up bank accounts and and, uh, offering credit. I would speak with my branch manager. I would do cross-departmental volunteer work just to improve my skill set because, you know, I, I had this big goal that I wanted to be an executive. And... But that experience exposed me to people who manage money very well mm-hmm. and people like me who weren't managing and were always constantly asking for a refund of a non-sufficient fund fee. And I started seeing kind of the traits that people had. Right. And because of that exposure, exposure to the right products and services, 
exposure to a network of people who are savvy with their money, I started improving my relationship with money, with credit, with finances in total. And when in that three years, I got that role as VP of marketing and business development uh, for a credit union out in California, Silicon Valley, um, I, I hustled again. And with that hustle in three and a half years, I was offered the successor CEO route. So not only did I come in there um, as a VP, you know, three years later, three and a half years later, mm-hmm. they wanted me to be the CEO. Wow. Wow. Yeah. And, and all this before the age of 28. That um, is, wow. That's testimony. Yeah. <laughs> we have something to look to, right? <laughs> yeah. It's, it's one of those things. Like when I, growing up, growing up in, in the city and having these aspirations because my parents made sure that, um, you know, we had a roof over our heads, we had food to eat. And we didn't necessarily have the, the best clothes, and I shared uh, a bedroom with my two brothers, mm-hmm. um, which was like we had bunk beds, and my brother had like a small little mattress in the corner. Um, just like so growing up that way and being able to move out to Silicon Valley as a VP and mm-hmm. having my own apartment and a nice. closet. Like my walk-in yeah. closet was the size of the bedroom that my <laughs> brothers and I shared. Wow. And... Yeah, so it's like I thought like that, that switch was, okay, the, the, the goal is for me to, to just make money. And, right. and so I did. But then I also constantly still spent. Mm. Um, and, and so when I was offered that CEO position, I knew I wanted something much more, and I wasn't quite sure what that was. And so instead of taking that position, I ended up, I said I quit. I, wow. I resigned. So you so can you see the risk. shock. On, yeah, I took a risk. And... Um, you could see the, the shock on, on my CEO's face and board of directors. And, and, but I knew that I needed something much more. And mm-hmm. I went backpacking around the world, had an aha moment, wow, wondering crazy. how did I get from where I was to where I am today, where I could say no to a more lucrative position, better title, and things like that. And I knew it was financial knowledge. Like I learned how to master my money in order for me to live my best life. Right. So when I got back, in 2013, I was armed with this mission, and I said, I am going to help my community. I'm going to help my generation get better with money, and that's how I found approval. I found approval as a personal finance blog, just kind of helping people um, understand money in a way that was relatable. Mm-hmm. I was successful in building a community that started just with my, my friends and family, right? I would push them my blog articles, and I'd say, read this, read this, and some, some of it really caught wind, and I went from, like, a handful of people to over 65,000 uh, people all wow. across the country. Yeah, the, the community has grown. Um, we're probably closer now to, like, 66,000, 67,000 mm. people, and everyone understanding that my philosophy on money is about, um, you know, mastering it in a way so we can live our best life. So I am not that type of guy that says, I'm going to tell you one, two, three, uh, these are the financial numbers. These are your goals. I have that conversation about, you know, what are your values? Mm-hmm. What's the vision for your life? Now, let's create a plan based on those specific values and that vision for the life that you want to live. Mm-hmm. And so that has really taken off, and, and you know, it's been great. And so that's mm-hmm. been the mission of Google. It's just, like, yeah, breaking the taboo about money, making it easier for you to find uh, content articles that's relatable and inspirational and educational and also helping people find products and services that align with their values as well as align with the information that we share. 
That mm-hmm. sounds awesome, Jason. And you not only um, are a leader for our entrepreneurs as far as financial wellness, which is amazing itself. Um, in your journey, you describe to us that you take leaps. And sometimes um, that's what's necessary in order for us to get to the next level in right. anything. Right. Um, a I'm lot of us risk. talk about leveling up and mm-hmm. moving to the next level, but and all of those things are sacrifice. So mm-hmm. taking the sacrifices and that even aligns with um, finances. And I'm sure you know this about financial wellness, that we have to cut back and take those sacrifices and not going out, not partying with our friends in right. order to um, build our wealth the way we ultimately desire. In order to build ourselves towards being billionaires, right? Exactly. So um, that is just amazing overall. But we... Um, We know that you have an awesome book called You Only Live Once. Talk to us a little bit about that. So uh, for for those listening, you understand, like, You Only Live Once is YOLO. (laughs) So it's our generation's uh, term that we use uh, to kind of uh, say we can make uh, misinformed decisions that are sometimes financially, has financial implications. Mm-hmm. And so I always tend to say that it's associated with me. I think about it like when, when I was younger in college, it's like, you know, taking shots of tequila at the bar and going, mm-hmm. you know, YOLO or um, mindless spending sprees um, because you never know, like, um, what's going to happen. So might as well spend, 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 just enjoy myself today. And I realized that it's a cycle that we get ourselves into. And right. the cycle is very, is very hard to get out of. Mm-hmm. And I started understanding as we get older, when, when we enter the late 20s, early 30s, mid-30s, what have you, it's like we get a fuller appreciation. Like, you know, we get mature, we have more experiences, and we, under, we begin to understand that YOLO is you only live once, meaning mm-hmm. that this is our life. This is, we have one lifetime to craft and create a very memorable mm-hmm. life. Right. And it's not just about a moment, it's about a lifetime of moments. And so I wanted to use this term that's synonymous with our generation in a positive way. Mm-hmm. Because it's always been positive. Like I realized that you only live once actually has been around for, for centuries. It's not nothing new to this generation. And but um so what I wanted to do was kinda align that with with budgeting, align that with finances, to get people to understand that that uh, your decisions you make today has an impact on your future. Um, and so if we can make informed financial decisions, we're then able to kind of create a life that's more memorable. So mm-hmm. it's not just about, you know, buying that expensive car today and finding that you have to work at that job that you hate for the next six, seven, or eight years, you know, because mm-hmm. it's finance. Um, what, can you, what can you afford today or what can you do today to kind of craft that life by whether it's like, you know, saving more because time is the most valuable asset and it's going to be worth more in the future. So I really integrated the importance and the understanding of the value of time when it comes to personal finance. Mm -hmm. And the book itself is, it's about inspiration, um, education. And I, I help people understand how they can manage their money in terms of creating dual checking accounts, mm-hmm. uh, appropriating their savings so you're purposeful, right? So you're not right. just saving into one bucket. You're saving for 
a car, a vacation, an emergency, what have you. Mm-hmm. And and also understanding in credit, you know, with, with D free and, and the, the the debt movement, um, and understanding credit differently, that credit is leverage. Um, and credit when misused turns into long term debt. Now mm-hmm. long term debt is kind of like that ball and chain that keeps us grounded, that prevents us from doing a lot the having the life that we want to win. So I wrapped that all up in a neat package called You Only Live Once, and you know, the rest of the title is The Roadmap to Financial Wellness and a Purposeful Life, because for me, financial wellness, it's about your health, it's about your wealth, mm-hmm. it's about the overall quality of the life that you're living. Right. So again, numbers are important, but how does that number relate to how you're living? Definitely, and definitely. You, you have a great message that you are spreading, especially with um, You Only Live Once, um, and we know that, you know, the topic finance is not really something that a lot of people like to talk about. <laughs> not um, glamorized at all. It's not, <laughs> it's not popular. It is not popular, especially among um, millennials. Right. And so I'm, I'm wondering, what do you do specifically for millennials that kind of gauges that interest? You know, how, what strategy um, do you have that kind of brings the millennial crowd into understanding the importance of finance and, you know, understanding why they need to start paying a little bit more attention to how they're spending money and so on and so forth? Yeah, I think for me, I've, I've really been a vocal proponent of financial storytelling. Mm-hmm. There's, there's a, a, a big importance in getting everyone, and, and I've realized this with millennials, I've realized this with any generation, that if we can grab your attention because we're sharing stories, that have a financial um, component to it, people listen. And we are all very emotionally driven. We have feelings, we have thoughts and hopes and dreams, and that impacts, impacts our financial uh, decisions, it impacts our habits. Right. And, and so for me, it's like financial storytelling has been really key, and how I was able to grow Google was through kind of sharing my story um, in, through blog articles, through blog posts. And then now I have this opportunity to go out into uh, the world and, and, and have face-to-face conversations sharing my story as well as giving a platform to others to share their financial stories of successes, of failures, mm-hmm. uh, their hopes, their dreams, and kind of like the tips and tools that they did in order to kind of get from where they were to where they are today. Right. And how we've been able to really be successful in, in doing this is – um, we take the conversation in the places that we already congregate. Right. And when I say by that, it's either, yes, it, it could be the workplace. It could be at church. It could be at a barbecue. Uh, we we have actually hold events across the country where I've, I've done a, a financial wellness event in a planetarium, financial wow. wellness event, event in a beer garden. Oh, wow. Um, oh, planetarium. And, yeah. So. That's kind of like the brunch, too. Same thing with the brunch. Yeah, you've got to get creative. Yeah, yeah. We have, Yeah, we have to be really creative. And what happens is that when we have these events uh, with these life experiences or in these social settings, mm-hmm. there there is that moment that people can connect Memorable. and understand that. Right. Yep, they can go, wow, these exper- you know, experiences cost money. Yeah, we always talk about, like, yeah, you should go for experiences, not stuff, but experiences cost money and so when they can see that that you know we are in a society for good or bad for pro or con Mm -hmm. we're in a society where money 
is central to to our living. Right. It's not everything. I tell everyone money isn't everything, but money impacts most things. Right. And so um, by having these conversations, as I mentioned, in these different places, we're able to have really engaging conversations and then we're breaking the taboo. So like my mission and my goal when I have these events is it's just to break the taboo. I'm going to tell you how crazy I was with money and like all the, the failures, but by being proactive and, and being open about these limitations, I've been able to get to where I am today. And it's just amazing. So for instance, I had an event at a bowling alley. Um, mm. And so we were bowling and I spoke for 20 minutes about our mindset and about how we need to have a goal. And that goal is similar to like, um, you know, getting a strike, you know what you see it we're straight ahead. It seems really easy, but why is it that it's very hard for us to kind of keep that bowling ball straight or have it that curve? Wow. And what was interesting is that that was just 20 minutes. So here we are having this conversation. We're having some light there. We're, we're drinking some beers and, for the next hour and a half, everyone was still talking about their finances. That wasn't part of the plan. The plan was uh, we're gonna we're gonna talk about finances. We're gonna like mingle, network, and it was interesting. Everyone was exchanging how much student loan debt they've had, um, what app or tool that they're using, and everyone is exchanging that information. And that's exactly it. Part of that breaking the taboo. Let's break the taboo because we can learn so much from each other. Mm-hmm. Great. So, Jason, I, we see that the name of your um, organi- your company is called Frugal. And, Chloe, mm-hmm. would you agree that, like, frugal to me means, like, cheap or not wanting to spend? Exactly. So what would you – what was the um, incentive in naming it Frugal? Are you trying to say being cheap is the best way or what? what where did that come from? <laughs> So it's, it's really funny because I was trying to be clever with the name. And so when I came up with the name in, in uh, I think it was like uh, 2013, I wanted something that, could be, that can gravitate. And I realized that, that frugal was at that point, like it was, it was a hot word and everyone's like, yeah, being frugal. But mm-hmm. I actually defined frugal different from cheap. Okay. So cheap is sort of like um, quality. I look at that, it's like, you know, you're choosing – um, you know, the, the worst fabric or the worst what have you just because you don't want to spend money or you're unable to spend money. Uh, frugal, in a way, is, is getting, I define it as really truly getting the best product, the best quality for the lowest price possible. And, and so, like, for so frugal, it's a mindset. It's a belief that you can live within your means and still have the things that you want. And so I don't spell it your tri- tri- uh, typical F-R-U-G-A-L. You know, it's spelled funky with P-H-R-O-O-G-A-L. Right. And again, too, it's a, it's a play on the word. Um, and also I define it, as I mentioned, that it's an awareness and acknowledgement that, that we need to be wiser um, with our spending in order for us to afford the things that we truly want. Gotcha. And so again, it's not yeah, it's not about getting the cheapest thing. It's getting the best thing for uh, the cheapest price. So just give you like one example. Um, if I go and I am purchasing a vehicle and I want this this really brand new car, being frugal, P H R O G A L, means you're going to do your research and you're going to find incentives. You're gonna you're gonna do your research to figure out okay, what where's my credit score? Um, 
what do I need to do with it in order to increase it to get the best rate? What are, are there manufacturer discounts so I can get the car the lowest way possible? Right. What are some negotiation tactics? And so this way, instead of spending $30,000 on a car, you've done all your work and now you're only paying 22000 So, so now, now instead of that thirty, now you have that eight thousand dollars that you quote unquote save. That eight thousand dollars can be used for something else. Um, so it's not like about hoarding money, and I'm, I'm big on that. It's like yes, we need to save, we need to save for our future because there's going to be that moment where we're we're not going to be able to work and we're not going to be able to make earned income that we're going to need some money in our savings account. But it's also it's about like how can what can we do to to get the best thing, save some money. And also spend it in the future. Wow. That's great. That yeah, really I think great. that's awesome. That is awesome. Like, and that was very creative of you to come up with a word that was catchy, had a different twist. Mm-hmm. You put your Jason Stain on it. <laughs> this means something. <laughs> Redefine your own word. So that's really, really cool. Yes, I just wanted to remind everybody that we are listening to the D Free podcast in the Black, and yes, we, we are. have a very special guest, Jason Vitug, with us from Frugal. Um, Jason, we know that uh, before we wrap up. We know that, you know, as I said earlier, you have partnered with us with the Urban League of Union County when we had our brunch back in January. But if you could just let everybody know, um, one, where to contact you, how we can get in contact with you. And then, two, if you have any upcoming events that anybody can join or attend, please let us know. Awesome. Yes, um, I would love to connect uh, with everyone. You can find me on my personal uh, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, at Jason Vitug. And also I do a lot of the money tips, money advice, money discussions on at Frugal. And again, that you can find Jason Vitug or at Frugal in all the social media platform. I encourage everyone to go check the website, frugal.com. I do want to spell it again because it's one of those uh, funky names, H-R-O-O-G-A-L.com to get information uh, and access to the articles that I write, as well as the products and services that I believe you know people should definitely check out. And yes, I'm actually on a tour all across the country. I am visiting all 50 states. Wow. I have already held uh, four events um, in the Northeast, and we are doing what's called, what I created, called the Road to Financial Wellness. Uh, the Road to Financial Wellness is, that epic campaign to turn local money discussions into a national conversation on financial well-being. I'm having summits in six cities, New York City, which just happened uh, a week ago, uh, Detroit, Nashville, Houston, Salt Lake City, and San Francisco are the large summit events. And I have meetups, and these meetups are going to happen all across the country. As I mentioned, every single state, these meetups are different. They can happen in the brewery, a winery. Uh, we'll also be jumping out of the plains. We'll be spelunking down caves. Wow. We'll be kayaking. <laughs> yeah. So again, it's, so there's a lot of opportunities for people all across the country to, to attend a regional summit or come join me in an adventure. And I will be bringing my personal finance blogger friends as well as financial experts and advisors, TV personalities uh, in these adventures. Um, and so check out frugal.com as well uh, to get information on that, uh, the events that we're having. But uh, hopefully I can see many. And, and make sure when you do attend, you come up to me and say, you, you heard me in the D3 podcast. 
Definitely, definitely. Well, Jason, we thank you so much. You have taken financial wellness to a whole different level. I wish I could come. From the airplane. Right. I wish I was brave enough to jump out of a plane. That is a different level. (laughs) You couldn't pay me enough to do that, Jason. So I'll have to take one of the other (laughs) offers. But we thank you so much um, for joining us on our D Free Young Money podcast today. And we will be connected with you for sure in the future. Okay. Thank you so much for having me.